if you're going to say the words, make sure you say them right, you know? Seems fairly obvious. Lazo! Miranda! Fucked up. You need to listen to Adam Aaron, the GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Douchebag. Oh shit! What's up, dudes? Welcome back to the show. Oh fuck! I'm killing off that northern light, C2. You don't smoke, but... Are you seeing any aurora? <laughs> I wanted to do a heavy metal tribute show. Because... We, uh... Grew up on heavy metal. And in 1977, Heavy Metal Magazine came out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Did you know that? Yeah, I had no idea. I never ran across heavy metal until 82 when I was in Laramie, up in Wyoming. I got a couple heavy metal connection stories, I guess. Well, I was trying to get Mark Bodie on this show, but that's never going to happen, dude. The guy is totally reclusive. Mark Bodie is the guy who created Cobalt 60 with his dad, Von Bodie. And Von Bodie is a cartoonist that you should fucking know. But not only that, um, he uh, told Stan Lee to go fuck himself. That's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to do this fucking show, man, and uh, originally we did this heavy metal part of a three-part, three-topic thing. I was like, fuck that, dude. Let's just do the fucking heavy metal show, man. And this is the only song Sammy Hagar ever did that's worth a fucking shit. And it is a great song. No worries! C2 can't hear it on his end. He just thinks I'm singing to myself. Maybe I am. <laughs> oh my god. This is the one, yeah. He opens the parachute. And he's heading, he's heading uh, whatever, Earth 363 to go visit his daughter. Uh, apparently, they live on an abandoned uh, plantation, it looks like. Yeah, there aren't any other structures the, And the guy, like, lands in his fucking topless uh, convertible rocket fuel coming through the Van Allen belt. And he turns on his fucking uh, windshield wipers and wipes off the fucking Van Allen ashes off the windshield. I thought that was fucking awesome, dude. Great little effects. We're going to talk tonight about the guys who were in the movie from SCTV. This is going to be a little cool-ass episode, dude. All right. Turn after these messages. Attention, all ladies. Hello there, ladies. Come down to the Echo where tonight we've got two for one shots of Jameson and two dollar choices on special PBR Budweiser and Cotton. Featuring DJs Kim Lucas and the Detonator. Remember Friday nights or ladies' nights? Only at the Echo Located off of North October Street and 31st Avenue. Well, 
Thanks for joining us again tonight, C2. And uh, I just wanted to say, you know, um, it's nice to have a friend in you with the heavy metal because it just means a lot to me. And it's just a, such a little obscure uh, publication by now. Yeah, I never really thought it was that obscure, but I am surprised the amount of people who don't know about it. That's what makes it obscure by now. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, at the point when we were young, it was about, um, it was really about the, uh, a, a large amount of sci-fi lonely motherfuckers looking, just looking for a fucking, uh, outlet that they just really didn't have. You know what I mean? It was kind of just the way that it was set up where there was just a lot of lonely motherfuckers like I just thought it came out at the right time and it just seemed like there was such a sci-fi explosion that year you know you got Star Wars there was a few things you know right when did Fire and Ice come out about this is, that was about that time period that old boxy one yeah I thought that was like around 77 maybe Okay, yeah, probably a little bit older. Same time period. Gotta look it up, y'all. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, that explosive-ass time. But I thought Heavy Mal was more for the the kids that were, like, uh, hitting their hormo hormonal fucking run, you know? Well, had boobs and violence. That was pretty much all you needed in junior high. <laughs> there was tits. There was tits. <laughs> And we all know tits are great. So I felt like that whole aspect of it. But there was something else about it, too, where it was just this darker edge. and Oh, yeah. You know, I was five years old when it came out. So by the time I was actually reading it, you know, it had been out for about three or four years before I could actually sit down and really understand what the fuck it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at that point, in 1980, that's when they released uh, the heavy metal movie. And it changed everything. I remember, like, this forbidden animated fucking movie that had just come out, and you were not allowed to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it, like, this ultimate fucking necessity to have to attain and see, right? Oh, yeah, I remember my friend, uh, his parents didn't give a crap and ran the video store, so I got to see uh, um, Heavy Metal and, I, gosh darn it, the other one, um, Barbarella. Oh, whew. That was some fucked up shit for a kid to see there. Barbarella. <laughs> for all the sci-fi porno heads. <laughs> Here's Barbarella sample uh, with Duran Duran, which actually is the name of the angel guy, alien, who's with the hot-ass Jane Fonda, 1968. Check this shit out. Listen to this. Bye for a message from the Antarctic, president of Earth and rotating premier of the sun system. <laughs> Oh my god, man. 
You know the one though, I the one story that really stuck out to me in the heavy metal out of all of them was Cobalt 60. Cobalt 60 was drawn by Von Bodie and his son at that time who was like you know 13 14 years old man and uh but that was the thing mark that's the legend of the underground comics world and as soon as i left new york in 2005 and i went to uh, california to pursue my art career out there um and i left colorado for good by 2005 i was out of there i was pursuing my west coast career and I, I got to, like, San Francisco and Oakland. I was doing that whole thing for a minute, you know. And the first person I met was Mark Bodie. And Mark Bodie's, you know, part of this whole history. And I remember, before I even tell you about Mark Bodie, man, I don't know if you remember that comic or not, but I, I was always just, like, there was just something about these cartoon women, the way that Vaughn, <laughs> like, kind of captured it. And the way that they were drawn and just how sexy they were, you know? Oh, Cobalt 60, man, that guy drew women like cellos. It was pretty amazing. Did you ever read uh, Cheech Wizard? I'm sure I did, and I'm not placing that name. It's uh, It was the wizard hat with the legs and feet that just kicked these lizard guys in the nuts or whatever all the time. You know, I vaguely remember that. But uh, that was his thing you know but when I read Cobalt 60 I just remember how it just made me feel uh, so uneasy but I couldn't wait to keep uh, reading the next uh, issue you know I totally wish that uh... hold on I totally wish that fucking uh... Um, they would have put the Cobalt 60 part into the movie you know, or it would have made it in there by then, but it wasn't out yet. It didn't come out until later. And, uh, but that, that whole thing really moved me, man. But the things that are in there are, uh, just so awesome. In the Bernie Wrightson part, you know, with the, uh, with the, uh, Captain Stern, I always love that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a sample from that, guys. Hope you like that shit. Uh, and, um, yeah, man, the actual Bernie Wrightson did, that guy did this, the Frankenstein uh, comic book back in the day. It's like the Frankenstein graphic novel. Did you ever see that? No, I never did. So, oh my god. Some of the most intense fucking comic book graphic novel work I've ever seen in my life, dude. Just really far out, man. And uh, it does, it looks like, you know, way more detailed than the Captain Stern shit. <laughs> but I remember just getting stoned a lot during the times that we were young in Colorado, too, and, uh, Somehow heavy metal would be around. It was still in this phase where it was getting played, you know? Every apartment back then, really, Goss Grove Street and the surrounding area had a copy of it. That and Pink Floyd the Wall. Yep. Oh, God. I can't, I can't watch the wall, man. Can't do it. I hate it. I don't even, I'm not even a, a Pink Floyd fan enough to say I give a fuck, you know? So, I don't know how you feel about that. How you feel about that? You're all quiet. I don't know. I used to listen to Pink Floyd every so often, but it wasn't my go-to. just didn't annoy me. That's not it. No, well, thanks for that fucking blah review there, dude. That was awesome. What am I paying you for again, motherfucker? No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, it was just, uh... I just thought it was so fucking depressing, you know? And just this, uh... Whole, like, oh, I'm a rock star, and my dad was fucking killed in World War II. It was like, yeah, get over it, dude. You know? Yeah, it was a pretty bleak video. 
<laughs> it's like there's worse problems uh, than your teacher fucking being mean one year. I don't know. It was just like the problems that they reflect on don't seem to have that much relevance, you know, and I thought even at the time when we were watching it, you know, it just seemed like some upper crust fucking problem bullshit. I guess that was the first movie about first problems then. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite segment from the heavy metal, metal movie is, uh, which one? Oh, the B-17 bomber sequence. I can't remember who drew that shit, but that was awesome. I was the only one where the Loch Nahr actually had the upper hand. <laughs> oh, that motherfucker did, too. No, he... Well, he kills the fucking... He kills the one guy that's all fucking, uh... I represent some investors, but they're, uh... Getting a little edgy. And the cabbie guy's like, yeah, I got it. I shouldn't have gotten involved. <laughs> I liked him. I was watching the new Guardians of the Galaxy fucking cartoon that's on, uh, it's called uh, Mission Breakout. Huh. And they fucking use heavy metal fucking stills, dude, in that. Really? I shit you not, dude. Gamora is the chick. I've seen heavy metal so many fucking times. I just, I know that fucking face, you know? And her face is the chick that Harry is banging. The cabbie guy? Yeah. In the New York? That's her. That's Gamora. It's the same stills. It's the same fucking stills, dude. I'm going to have to watch that again. Oh, it's on Disney+. Plus. You have to have Disney Plus or know how to hack in. Uh, you know. I'll ask one of the chipmunks up here. That's about my best bet. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give you my fucking little code. And uh, you can watch it or whatever, you know. You should be able to just download the app and just be able to watch it. I'll give you my code. And then you... Well, you can get on the show for all you weirdos out there. Yep, I'm not giving you guys my code. You guys can fuck off. You know, I don't, you gotta do something really special for me to get my Disney code. I mean, it's gotta be fucking over the top. Over the top! No, I won't do that again. Um, <laughs> now, Mark Bodie, okay, going back to that Cobalt 60, he sold Cobalt 60 to Frank Miller. You know who that is? He sold Cobalt 60 to Frank Miller's movie uh, production studio that's put out Sin City. Yeah. And uh, 300. And Spirit. Which really sucked. I like Spirit. No one else did. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> the octopus. Um, but uh, like Sammy, Sammy, ja Sammy Jackson's fucking notorious unknown character villain. Octopussy. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know. No, uh, but, okay, that fucking, uh, he sold Frank Miller Cobalt 60 from Heavy Metal for a million three dollars. No shit. I was like, kudos. Now check this out. One time I was hanging out with Mark and, uh, I gotta cue this music, okay? So hold on. Okay, I got some easy listening going on in the background so I can tell you the little story. <laughs> so when I got to fucking uh, Oakland, right? You there? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Jesus, see, Earth to see too. Uh, so we fucking got to be friends when I moved out there and, and the first thing he told me was you know uh, my dad uh, hung himself and I was like well everybody that does underground comics kind of knows that story that's suburban legend you know so fucking uh, I told him straight up I, I was like 
I'm sorry that that happened to you. And he was like, yeah. And we became friends after that. And he tried to get me to go out a few times. But I really wasn't, he was a graffiti artist, you know, and he was throwing up uh, spray paint. And he wanted me to come throw up with him, and I, uh, I didn't really feel it, you know. I was more of the inker guy. So, you know, I kind of passed on the opportunity. He definitely is into more of the hip-hop kind of underground shit, you know. Uh, the graffiti scene more, you know. And this one time, it was uh, Last Gasps, 40th anniversary, and it was the last time I really talked to Mark Bodie. And uh, I was like, what's up, Mark? And he goes, I'll tell you what's up. We'll return after these messages. Dude, I just got 4,000 anytime minutes for free. Just text star 456-8092. Send the hourly questionnaire about your favorite subject. Like Popeyes. TV shows. Video games. Dude. Dude. Like play as often as you want. Local learning charges. Wow. 4,000 anytime minutes. Metro PCP. Computerizing the world. All right. So the net, uh, I'm going to put these samples in between on the show here. This one's Harry Canyon. And the funny thing is, is the actor who plays Harry Canyon, his name is Harry Canyon. <laughs> but I wanted to play this for you. Um, and this one scene where the punk gets in the car. And he's got the mohawk, just like the motherfucker in Repo Man. You remember when he opens the trunk and he just fucking... Bleh. This is where Repo Man got it from, man. This happened here first on Heavy Metal. Hey, you free? Yeah, get in. Four two, pal. Yeah, you in, building. You in, building. <laughs> what a joke. It turns into low-rent housing. It's a dump. Okay, sucker, hand over your cash. Now! But it came before Repo Man. Stupid asshole. Nobody touches Harry Kane unless I want him to. <laughs> Kevin Eastman is a fucking ripoff trade fucking dick. And I was like, Kevin Eastman, the guy who, uh, you know, created Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And ironically, Kevin Eastman ended up buying Heavy Metal Magazine. Went off of his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle money. Which, according to Mark, that night, I'm going to release this dirt fucking information already. Because I've been saving this. For <laughs> but he said that he knew Kevin Eastman when they were like little kids, man. And Vaughn, Vaughn Bodie used to draw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as these guys who would, he would draw them to kind of like keep them entertained while he was babysitting them. And that's where Kevin Eastman ripped it off from. And so he basically just ripped it off and the style even looks Von Bodie when you look at it man it, it's like oh shit no shit so you know Mark's really opening up man he said uh he paid fucking nine million dollars for his new wife Julie Strain's fake tits <laughs> and they still came out fucked up and he made heavy metal he heavy metal uh two the movie part two which is a piece of dog trash I saw it it was crap yeah it is not good and that's Kevin Eastman and he wasted millions hundreds of millions of dollars not hundreds of millions but tens of millions of dollars on that movie okay he said Kevin Eastman and uh, the Peter Laird the, the guy who wrote with him 
they both made a billion dollars a piece off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, with all the merchandising, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know what Mark said? He said he finally came around about a decade after and and ended up cutting me a check for $88,000. And, uh, and it paid for my mom's surgery and stuff, and he knew my mom was dying, and he wouldn't give me the money. I was like, you fucking dick. You know, you got you made a billion dollars. You know, help me out. You know, this woman helped raise you, dude. Right? And he just wouldn't even consider it. Finally, Mark had to fucking ask him. And the dude was all, I'll tell you what. Sell me Vaughn's artwork. And I'll fucking, uh... I'll... Sell me Vaughn's artwork, I'll hold on to it, and when you get the money, you can buy it back. And he's like, I can't do it, it's my dad's artwork, I can't do it. And he goes, so he gave him the money that he needed, you know, and he gave him the pieces against kind of how he was feeling about it, you know. Yeah. Finally, he had the money to go buy the pieces back, and he went to New York, and he was walking by Sotheby's, and he saw that Kevin Eastman was selling his dad's artwork in there for twice as much. And <laughs> it was like, holy shit, you're selling my dad's artwork? You're trying to rip me off, dude? No shit. Yeah, that's a dick move, right? Right. So Mark says, my mom lived out in Brooklyn in a farmhouse. And there was still this dairy land between Staten Island and parts of Brooklyn that's all dairy still. Um, but, uh, you know, not much is left like that. But, you know, at that point, Mark went back to his mom's barn. She had remarried after, you know, Vaughn had died. And, uh... He was so upset, man. He didn't know what he was going to do. There was no way he was going to get his dad's artwork back, right? Yeah, that sounds like it. <clears throat> so, he gets to his mom, and his mom and her new husband are really upset looking. And he's like, what's wrong with you guys? And they were like, it's Vaughn. He's been here tonight. He's upset. And then right when uh, she said that, she heard the... You know? Yeah. And fucking... He ran to the back door and he felt the wind come in. And that's exactly... If you guys remember how I saw the Rob... How I met Robin uh, Williams episode way back when with C2 on it. Uh, go back and listen to Spooky ep LA episode number 13. But, man... That's exactly how he described it, was exactly how that happened to me in L.A. with Robin Williams. He opened the door, this wind came in, it fucking just took him over. And he knew it was his dad. And he knew it, he was upset about the artwork. So Mark went back to the city, and here's where it gets good, okay? You know... April O'Neil, the white chick on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the red hair. Yeah, the yellow jumpsuit. Yep. Okay, that's based off Kevin Eastman's first wife, April O'Neil, who is a black woman. And in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics, where they cussed and shit. Yeah, she's black in that. She's black. That's her. That's his ex-wife, dude. He was actually married to her. Huh, pretty cool. Mark is standing on the corner in Midtown crying. He doesn't know what he's going to do. The art's getting ready to sell in like fucking two hours. Where's he supposed to get 600000 fucking dollars from, right? That's what this guy's asking for, man. When really it was off of 385. I know. What a dick. So fucking April O'Neil comes rolling around, the real April O'Neil, y'all, comes rolling around the corner and fucking just comes to a screeching halt and says, Mark, why are you crying? 
And Mark's like, because your ex-douchebag fucking husband's trying to sell my dad's fucking work over here. And she was just like, not anymore. And she took the money that basically Kevin Eastman had to pay in alimony anyway. (laughs) And bought the fucking work back for Mark and for the spirit of Von Bodie. And that's a respectful story for Mark and Von, according to how I had heard it. You know, he said they had uh, gone out to the woods later on and they were hanging out at a retreat. And Mark was like, I fucking couldn't stand, uh, you know, Peter Laird. He was just like this greaseball motherfucker. He just, I hated him so much. He was so fucking, ugh. And he was outside on my picnic table eating uh, barbecued hot hot dogs that my wife was making. And we were in this uh, rental house that had the big window pane up in the bathroom. You could see right into the bathroom. And fucking, uh, so Mark was like, decided, uh, hey, Peter, and started banging on the fucking window. And when Peter Laird looked up, Mark Bodie just took his dick out and put it up against the fucking window and was like, how's that hot dog? (laughs) And Van Wilder, his ass. And I thought that was a great ending to that. So Kevin Eastman's a douchebag that ripped off Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fuck that guy. He made a billion dollars off of it, and he's broke now. He bought Heavy Metal Magazine. He fucking failed it. So Grant Morrison, one of my favorite fucking comic book writers, now owns Heavy Metal Magazine. Currently, it is doing well. It's in a new punk rock fucking stage of evolution that has just stood the whole test of spirit with what I have known heavy metal to be, man. And I I just love it. I'm glad it's still going. All the artists that contributed, the fucking voices on the fucking movie, John Candy, Eugene Levy, fucking SCTV motherfuckers, Harold Ramis, old school shit and want to thank you and everybody that's thrown down and fuck Kevin Eastman you fucked it up you fucked up and you lost it <laughs> I'm a hard fuck <laughs> but you know what it's punk as fuck now C2 oh I'll have to check it out again I haven't seen him I literally haven't seen a magazine in like 20 years This episode's brought to you by the le- the rest of the Mortician's Northern Lights. We'll return after these messages. Flyance Entertainment. You know this land is cursed. Huh? Based off the best-selling horror. By Chief Nightwatch. He said anyone who sees the sun set behind the mountains was cursed. <laughs> Written by Adamir Williams. Forever! That's the evil eye. Chief, who would? No! 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 From Academy Award winning director Rob Zombie. Produced by Dario Argento. Selma Hayek. Jack Black. Benicio Del Toro and Christopher Walken with special appearances by Gunnar Hansen, George Romero, Stephen King, Clive Barker, and Robert Inglaterra. Gods of Bus, this summer, the evilest of the bomb shelter door, starts Friday at a theater near you. This film is overrated. Drawn by Bernie writes in uh, the Captain Stern and Hanover Fist segment, <laughs> which was uh, voiced by Eugene Levy from SCTV. Uh, Captain Stern, all right, hold on. Listen, Stern, change the plea to guilty. Throw yourself on the mercy of the court. I told you, Charlie, I got an angle. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the most we can hope for is to get you buried in secrecy so your grave don't get violated. You plead guilty. Shut up, Charlie. I got an angle. What angle? Him. <laughs> State your name for the record. I am Hanover Fist. You know the defendant, Captain Stern? Yes, I know Captain Stern. And never did there live a kinder, more generous man. I promised him 35,000 Zulex to testify on my behalf. He's an overflowing cup, filled with the very cream of human goodness. <laughs> In all the time I've known him, he, he's never done anything immoral. See? Unless maybe the preschooler's prostitute ring. Huh? <laughs> and he's uh, never done anything illegal. Uh, Unless you count all the times he sold dope disguised as a nun. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's always been a good, law-abiding citizen. Oh, give me a break! Of the Federation and... and shut up! Shut up! Shut up! A, a community-conscious individual. Stern! He's nothing but a low-down, double-dealing, backstabbing, larcenous, perverted worm! <laughs> Hanging's too good for him! Burning's too good for him! He should be torn into little bits and pieces and buried alive! Once again, uh, Eugene Levy as uh, Captain Stern and Roger Bumpus as Hanover Fist. Some classic ass shit. Hope you guys enjoyed that. John Candy and the robot love scene, huh? Let's check that shit out. Fucking hilarious, man. Again with uh, Eugene Levy and uh, <laughs> it's so great, man. Joe Flaherty and Joe Flaherty was also the lawyer on the Captain Stern thing too, by the way. The first Earth chick we see in ten years, and he's got to make a play for. This shit is fucking classic. I remember when I finally did see it. Hey, do we have any of that Symptonian Nyborg left? Yep. Uh, yeah, just one big. Uh, it's in the transmitter compartment. Oh, thanks, man. How to do fucking intergalactic lines off of a floor. I don't have the balls to do it, but uh. Think this is enough? <laughs> uh. Nah, go for broke. Good thinking, man. He <laughs> <laughs> ain't had a nose like that. Nose dive! One of the more gratuitous cocaine scenes ever filmed. This group is just so bad. 
The name of that segment, by the way, is called Soft Landing. It was written by Dan O'Bannon, the guy who produced Alien. And some other shit, too. But uh, Patty Friedman, I think, was the voice of the woman there that ends up having uh, gratuitous robot sex. <laughs> All right, look. We'll return after these messages. Your life is important. That means eating healthy and watching your blood pressure. But sometimes that's not enough. Diet and exercise can commonly leave you sluggish and drowsy at times, keeping you off the mark in your day-to-day activities. Introducing Synanex. Synanex is a revolutionary breakthrough in blood pressure control. Over 90% of the users have shown improved results in the productivity of their daily lives. Synanex may not be right for you. Ask your doctor. Some side effects for those taking Synanex may include nervousness, irritation, inflammation of kidneys, and dehydration. If you're a smoker over 35, have had previous heart problems, or a woman that is pregnant, you should avoid Synanex. Your life is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Call now and talk to our staff of professional caring operators. The first 500 people that call will receive 90 days of Synanex absolutely free. Synanex, a healthy start for a healthy new life. C2, thanks for being here tonight. I only wanted to do like a fucking half hour. Hey, fucking heavy metal, thanks for uh, not getting so fucked up and changing like the rest of this fucking shit, you know, over time. Because when you tamper with something too much, when it came out in its original form, you're gonna fucking change. Change is inevitable anyway, but try to keep the spirit of the original thing that kept it real, man, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think that's important. And the music you're listening to sounds like a fucking... You may experience certain side effects. Don't take it if you're a pregnant woman over 35 or a smoker for over 40 years. If medication starts to smoke, please seek minimum safe distance. Do not throw medication at wall. It may accelerate and put your eye out. May cause aneurysms, liver damage, <laughs> shortness of breath beyond this dimension, and bleeding ass buns. Have you ever had bleeding ass buns, motherfucker? No, but I've been shot in the butt cheek on the left side. <laughs> I had a splinter on a one side of my fucking ass one time, man. I had to have some biker guy pull it out. So, I usually wouldn't do this, man, but uh, it looks painful, man. I was lying down and there's fire over us and I got grazed across my left ass, top the bottom. <laughs> well, that's a great closure on the heavy metal episode, guys. And, uh, ass pains aside, heavy metal, man. And if I uh, hear from those Northampton fucking dicks I called in the comic book shop, they sounded like total pasty treats, bro, but I doubt they'll fucking give a call. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I'm going to close it out. C2. You want to close this fucker out with me? Yeah, sure. All right, hold on. We're just going to close it out. Oh, ah, natural. You know I'm what I'm here. trying to say here? Okay. I'm, wearing, I'm not on natural. <laughs> All right. This is the song, y'all. Here's the closer. Yeah. I, I, you know, I remember there was another magazine, too, called Savage Tales Marvel put out. No? I don't know if it was Marvel. But I remember Epic. Like, you were talking about Epic, man. I was going to say, remember Epic, but you got me there. <laughs> yes, no, that, that was one I enjoyed, too. I liked the last Galactus story in there. It was so adult. No, I didn't see that. That's the one where, you know, Galactus converts a uh, motherfucker and uh, that chick into uh, that Nova. Her name's Nova. I don't know. can't remember. Anyway, she was hot. Oh, 
But uh, yeah, I watched uh, Heavy Metal the other night with the mortician, you know? And I was like, I'm just gonna fucking do the Heavy Metal episode, man, you know? <laughs> what's your favorite part about that movie, man, besides the beat? What's your other... You like the part where they're fucking doing all the cocaine? God, that was so funny. I, I love that one. The whole, it's like a chalk line for a fucking baseball field. I like how it's like that nerdy Android professor guy. And he goes, there are no aliens. It's totally preposterous. Fucking blah, 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 blah. And he starts looking at the Lochnar tucked between that chick's tits. Yeah. And it gets her on the table. <laughs> And I do like how the spaceship snorts those guys up like uh, cocaine. And if you watch that, that tube thing, that tube system, yeah. that, man, Matt Groening fucking ripped that off straight from fucking Future. That's on Futurama, dude. The way that they go through the tube, too. Yeah. And that was the first time that ever happened, you know? So that was awesome. That you know, Futurama taken from heavy metal. I saw about thirty-eight different things, man. That fucking heavy metal ripped off over the years. Or no, that they ripped off from heavy metal. I mean, heavy metal inspired it all, right? Yeah. I'm fucking baked, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting this goddamn episode closed out, motherfucker. Watch me. Uh. Want to thank everybody. There's an episode with my uh, grandma, Gutter Punk. She's coming back up. C2, you love her. She said hello. She's also familiar with heavy metal. <laughs> Don't think my mom hasn't ever watched heavy metal, motherfucker. Come on, dude. This track is awesome, man. <laughs> All right. It's really funny. I might have scored a toy store, man. That's going to come up in the future here. I didn't want to really say anything until now, but I think... Uh, we might have a live podcast coming up, guys. I think we're about to evolve, dude. Kind of like heavy metal had to, I guess, and everything else, right? Change scares me. <laughs> well, wait, if you think we sound crazy on this motherfucker, wait till you see us. In, uh. <laughs> C2, thanks for being with us tonight. Bloody the Pitbull, producer, uh, the mortician, eating Pringles and all this other shit. Want to thank everybody out there. I'm going to be heading to Twin Peaks on the 4th of July. I promise it'll be awesome. C2 doesn't want me to go, but we're going to talk about that later. Guys, C2. Later. Bye. <laughs> we'll return after these messages. You're listening to Adam RMD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. Have you been seriously hurt in an accident? You could have serious money coming to you. I was seriously hurt in a car accident. I was laid up in the hospital and me and my family were in trouble due to me missing work. S.W. Sanford and Son got me $150,000. Call S.W. Sanford and Son. They'll get you the money you deserve. Don't wait. Call now. I'm S.W. Sanford. Me and my son have collected millions of dollars for clients that have been unfairly injured just like you. Call S.W. Sanford and Son now. 1510 Big Bucks. That's 1510 Big Bucks. Call now.
Helping Hands Corporation has been feeding unfortunate children in over 156 countries for over 20 years. For only 28 cents a day, you can feed a little girl that's really cute. Call 1-800-CUTE-KIDS and feed one of those little dudes today. Thank you. Now at Wells Fargo, we have online credit scoring. If your credit is bad, you can apply for one of our new pro creditor reports. Available 24 hours a day for your convenience. Wells Fargo. Sucks dick. From TriStar Home Pictures comes a movie about life, love, homemade pasta, and death. You mean death, Doc? I'm sorry. You only have six months to live. Oh. Well, that changes everything. Here's a story about a man named Jack. He went through his whole life without love. How am I doing? <laughs> no one ever asked me that. We're getting a break. Ah, jeez, the dog just pissed on my pizza. This summer, Jack's going back to where he stopped caring. The answer was right here, in my heart. Sometimes we don't find what we need until the end. Jack Nicholson, Kel Burnett, Betty White, and Academy Award winner, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Oh. Till Death Do Us Part, starts Friday. sees the sun set behind his mouth was cursed. <laughs> Written by Adamir Williams. Forever! That's the evil eye. Chief who what? No! 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 From Academy Award winning director Rob Zombie. Produced by Dario Argento. Selma Hayek. Jack Black. Benicio Del Toro and Christopher Walken with special appearances by Gunnar Hansen, George Romero, Stephen King, Clive Barker, and Robert England. Gods of Bus, this summer, the evilness of the bomb shelter door starts Friday at a theater near you. This film is overrated. Take your vitamins today, because if you did, you're kind of stupid. We spend $15 billion a year on multivitamins and supplements, despite almost no evidence they make us healthier. And that's not all. Every year, supplements cause 23,000 visits to the ER, mostly freakouts from people who took too many energy pills, kids who chugged a whole bottle of gummies, or old folks choking. So if you want to put something in your mouth to feel better, take my advice. Try a penis or a vagina. Statistically, it's much more likely to work. <laughs>